You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hey team, thanks for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Please give us a like, a follow, a review, a subscribe on all the different listing platforms and uh, follow me over on Instagram at leading underscore lady underscore fitness to stay in the loop for all things happening in the leading lady fitness community. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. We are here today with um, Tony Award-winning uh, actress Katie Finneran, who is also one of my dear friends, and I'm so happy you're here today. Hi, Katie. Hi, Steph. Wilburning. Yes, we've done this so often over the past two years, seen each other on a screen, and I, I appreciate your time for this. Of course. Yeah. How are you today? Give us an update of what's happening with you in general before we dive in. Well, I'm just going to give you the honest Katie Finneran version. This is not the showbiz version. I am uh, between jobs and I am trying to keep my brain sort of active and in, in, uh, feeling artistic. And so I'm teaching myself how to knit and needlepoint. And I sewed my first pair of pants today. Oh. Did so, you wear them? <laughs> no, I still have to put a button on them and everything. Oh, they're a, they're a horror show inside. There's like threads everywhere. But uh, I finished my first pair of pants. And you know what? We should definitely be paying more for our pants because they are a hideous mess to make. Hmm. I, at one point, I sewed the wrong place and I had mermaid costume. <laughs> I sewed the legs together the wrong way. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of seam ripping. But um you know, I love to work. I love being an actor so much and I really miss it when I can't do it. So I try to keep myself busy in something I know nothing about. Yeah. Speaking of sewing and costumes, let's talk about the costumes on the Gilded Age just for a second. Yes. They were stunning. Well, I have a funny story for you, Stephanie Wilberding. That's why I'm here. I had my own dressmaker for the Gilded Age. I think I had 12 dresses and they had to work so hard. She was incredible and her team and everyone made these dresses for me. I was fitted for the dresses before quarantine. (laughs) Now, 
During quarantine, I may or may not have baked a few loaves of bread <laughs> and perhaps some cookies. The artisanal bread was a big hit in my house. Uh, the New York Times uh, loaf of the, the no-need bread was a huge mm. hit. Um, so when I went back to shoot The Gilded Age, a lot of my scenes condensed in the first day that I went back. Uh, herself was about three inches off the mark. <laughs> So I had to squeeze my innards. I mean, so squeezing so hard because the corset has to get down a certain uh, to a certain place, and then you put the dress on. The dresses don't budge. No stretch back in the mm-hmm. day, and I had the most horrific post lunch shooting uh, <laughs> difficulty. Uh, I was fine in the morning, and then post lunch. I made noises that should never be on television while you're shooting. I had to apologize to the sound department. Uh, It was horrifying. I wanted to kill myself on the screen. But that's what happened to me, and that's uh, about costumes. And uh, Great. You know what, Katie, if there's one thing that I... I value about you is that you are so down to earth. So I'm sure the people on set were like, she's one of us. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe, maybe no one wanted to look me in the eye. And I thought, well, that's just not fair. I think I'm needed needed over there. Bye. (laughs) I held my head high and I apologized to the sound man. Um, all right. Well, you talked a little bit about the pandemic and um, some um, baking and taking time to explore that. Um, what I do want to talk about is we saw a lot of a lot of each other during the pandemic. Let's talk about self care and the pandemic. Stephanie Wilberding saved my life. She jumped right into online classes, and they were a half an hour long. And she built this community of people that were terrified. I had sirens running outside my building uh, at all hours, dead bodies being out, brought outside my building. Uh, you know, there, we, it was, we were inside for a year, was it? As everybody was. Everybody was. Yeah. Nothing is original about my story. Uh, but at 12 o'clock every day, I joined Stephanie in her class of these lovely women And I just lost myself in her. I knew I was taking care of my body. I knew I couldn't leave the apartment. But uh, the best thing I ever did was was, uh, order a trampoline before right at the beginning. So I had a trampoline, which I would jump on. And so at least I was taking care of my body. I didn't want to. um, I, I did. I did out eat the exercise (laughs) (laughs) in the quarantine. Yes, the eating one, but I knew that I was doing my body uh, a a great good and my mind. And I struggle with a a bunch of, um, you know, like depression and ADD and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I know that exercising is really good for my brain. And you you really did save me. I had someplace Mm. to go every day because of you. That that means a lot to hear, but that also was really special to me because, you know, a lot of people showed up to that community and to those classes that I didn't know that maybe heard about it through friends or people that I hadn't seen in a very long time and needed something. But I also had a lot of people like yourself who were people I had trained in person on and off over the years. Like you and I met here in New York, but then when you would be in LA working, you would come train with me. And then these people, then we'd find each other on Zoom. And so it just meant so much to me that people from all different parts of my fitness career were coming together because it just 
just reminded me, and I know based on what you just said, reminded everybody of the essential power of just moving your body, right? Just how important it was, especially during the pandemic, to turn something off for 30 minutes, right? And a lot of us were turning off a brain that was just thinking about the same thing all day long because we had nothing else to think about. Yes, yes. And I think that most essential for me that I found at 51, it's like I finally kind of figured out the recipe for my success in exercise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finding the person that knows you well, like you know me, and being accountable to that person and to people. Uh, I'd like to think that I would get on and do a, a, a tape that I have in my drawer every day. I really don't show up. I'm kind of out of self-motivation these days, maybe because of quarantine, but I kind of think I kind of like, I, I, I withdrew all of my self-motivation in my youth. And now it's just sort of like showing up for someone that cares about you and that's going to teach you something where you're not going to hurt yourself. You're going to feel great about yourself afterwards and joining a community that's doing that. Uh, online live classes, I think are where it's at. Yeah. And in person and being accountable, even if it's just a friend and you walk around the block for my uh, for my own life, I found that uh, motivation has its uh, has its limits and mm-hmm. you need to rely on other people with a great positive attitude. On the topic of motivation in the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, have you heard of it? Loved it. He talks about motivation and the different kinds of motivation. I think one of them is active. I forget what the other one is. Like inspirational is one of them. And he tells, I may have told this story in another podcast, but I'm telling it again now. He has this snippet in there about Twyla Tharp. And she talks about how she works out every day. Um, She lives on the Upper East Side somewhere. She gets up, she goes downstairs, she hails a cab. I'm going to say the the um, gym is like 20 blocks away. She goes to the gym for a couple hours. And she said, the habit isn't working out. The habit is hailing the cab. And so I've been referring to that with my coaching clients about the hail the cab moment, right? Like that's the motivation is like, what do I need to set up? What system do I need to have in place? So I always hail the cab. So I always log into class, right? And what you're saying is, you have to have the resource, which is the online class, right? And have the person to show up for rather than just logging into like an on-demand class. So um, I like that idea because I think it um, helps us kind of habit stack in a way that isn't, I have to find motivation to work out. Nope. You just have to find motivation to show up. Absolutely. Let the other person do the work. Let, let, let them take care of you once you show up. Absolutely. And I will say that, uh, I wish I was one of those people that loved to work out. I really think that that's a gift. I'm not one of those people. I have to find it. I've worked out my entire career, which is like, what, 35 years. Um, I have to find the motivation. And I'm, I think I should get an award every day that I actually do it. Because the antithetical moment between so not wanting to do it, like with a passion, like, like I'd rather like, you know, I don't know, dirt bike or something. It's like, that's exercise though, isn't it? I'd rather sweep the floors. That's also exercise. I'd rather, I don't know. Between that and then actually doing the exercise in the class, there's such a disparity between those two moments. I wish it was easier, but every day I have to do that for myself. Every Mm -hmm. day. It's like, I gotta do it. Um, And anybody who can associate, can, can, 
relate to that, I think needs to put a crown on their head and say, you know what? Good for me. Good yeah. for me for doing that. Cause some people are just like, Hey, just, I'm working out this morning. It's 6am. I am on your, I'm on with you on this. I, I remember talking to Mark Fisher back in the day about this and maybe in one of our team meetings or something. And he said, nobody likes to work out. <laughs> He's like, okay, maybe some people do. He's like, I don't love it. Do we really love it? Like if we really boil it down, like, do you love picking up heavy stuff and putting it back down? Now, can we talk about the benefits of it? Yeah. All this stuff. But like, there is that this, this thing you're talking about the, like the space between thinking about doing it and doing it for me over the years, um, this space right here has become so filled with negative self-talk. Like, you have to do it. You should do it. You need to lose weight. You ate too much last night. Like mm -hmm. all the, all that terrible self-talk. Mm -hmm. That's what really boils up for me before I do it. And then when I do it, that quiets down. And I have mm -hmm. found that that's almost a daily practice for me, right? Maybe not seven days a week, but every day. And right now I'm doing a lot of Peloton um, stuff at home, but every day when I finish my mood shifts and I'm so much nicer to myself. Isn't it incredible? It's an incredible thing. That's why I really like to get it done very early because no matter what other thing I may or may not accomplish that day, I feel so proud mm -hmm. because the disparity between not wanting to and wanting to is a great triumph. And if I might interject, the other things that we may or may not get done may not be, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, may not be as closely related to how we think about ourselves. Oh no. Oh no. You're right. Absolutely. Right. Like, like if I don't work out, then I am fill in the blank, all these negative self-talk things that I just said earlier. If I don't write that one email that I need to write this week, who, who cares? But conversely, the other things that you may or may not accomplish don't feed that part of you only exercise feeds that part of you. And then that, if you could accomplish that with exercise, it feeds all other parts of yes. your life. Yes. It doesn't happen the other way around for nope. whatever reason, but that's nope. usually how it is with most uh, females or males in this world. And yeah. that's part of being human, but it sure is the struggle. And uh, I'm glad that I have the healthy body to, yeah. to have that struggle. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's, um, it's a privilege to be able to move my body like I can. So I do. Well, speaking of how you move your body and your, you, you had mentioned like over the years, like always having to work out and, you know, throughout your career, I met you through strength training, basically. So I'd love to hear based on maybe other forms of fitness you've done in the past. Um, how does it feel to train that way? What do you love about it? What, what do you find is different with strength training? I've tried everything really. And I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was started out as a runner. I didn't really know anything about exercise. I mean, I, I danced and everything and like ballet and jazz and tap and all that. But in terms of keeping your body fit, uh, I started learning about weightlifting in, in high school, I think. Um, never did it in college because didn't have time. But I started running when I moved to New York City. And it was a wonderful way of meeting a community. Uh, we'd run in Central Park at night. We'd, come, we'd meet as a group at 90th and 5th. Mm. And we could run in the dark in Central Park because it was we were a pack of 15. And I did all the races and I ran the New York City wow. Marathon. Yes. And I've never been chubbier or more stressed out. First of all, I never knew this about you. Oh, Yes. Fascinating oh. things will happen in this podcast. <laughs> I 
was always, my body always felt nervous, not my mind. My body Mm -hmm. was like, so are we, are we like, are we running from something? Like what's happening? Are we, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's almost like I dripped too much cortisol while I was Mm -hmm. running Uh, and I was running some heavy miles. And I also wasn't quite sure about the whole protein thing. It was before the internet. Uh, So I I was eating a lot of, I think I was vegan, which was a terrible idea for me. God bless all the vegans. It was not a good idea for me, but I kind of couldn't, I couldn't find that, that really, uh, that happy place for my Mm. body. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I went on doing those crazy things for a long time and had big struggles with food and, you know, weight going shifting. And, and then I had my children and I heard somebody talk about Mark Fisher Fitness and I was very scared. I was like, oh, no, should I do it? Should I do it? And I was doing Annie on Broadway, Miss Hannigan, and my mm-hmm. uh, uh, my two babies were backstage, and one was six weeks old. And I joined Mark Fisher Fitness. It was the first time that I focused on just getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And as my muscles got stronger, my body just got leaner and leaner and leaner. And I never weighed myself, ever, never weighed myself. Um, that used to be a big issue for me as well. We do not keep a a scale in the house. Um, It's just a bad idea. If you're listening and that's all you hear, throw away your scale. Really throw away your scale. Just throw it away. It will make you crazy. So that's how I knew that, oh, this is what my body really likes. And then following their the style of eating, which is mostly protein and vegetables, and then a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. really kind of brought me into a place that's been the same kind of since I started, except for yeah. that quarantine bread. <laughs> <laughs> Loaf a day makes yeah. the troubles go away. <laughs> well, I have to say from a coaching perspective, you are one of the sneakiest, strongest people I've ever coached. I'll never forget. You came into that gym in Burbank. Mm-hmm. The big, remember that big warehouse gym? Yes. Loved it. Yeah. I like a garage door. It was so baller. I loved that gym so much. And you were in town for work and you said, I'm gonna come train with you. I was like, great. And I was like, go grab me, uh, go grab a couple kettlebells. We're going to do double kettlebell squats. And you're like, okay. And you came over with two 18 kilograms. <laughs> I remember thinking, what is she doing? You swung those things up into your double rack position and you squatted 36 kilograms, which for listeners is 70, 104, wait, no, 75 pounds. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. 18s are what, 35? 36 pounds. 35 plus 35? 70, 75 pounds, yeah. I'm quite spectacular, aren't I? (laughs) I You are, yeah. Spectacular. And you were just like, okay, what's next? I was like, all right, let's go. And we just put, yes, I'll never forget. I mean, I might be off by like a kilo, like maybe it was a 16, I don't know. But they were two pretty heavy for a double rack squat. It was pretty amazing. And I was like, I fucking love this woman so much. I love that you love that. Because you had no, and I feel like you had no clue. You're like, this is right, right? 
Oh my God. I love that. You didn't make a big yeah. deal at the time. Cause you were like focusing no. on being like your badass teacher. Yeah, I plus t- you've been training at Mark Fisher for so long and you know, right. I haven't seen you and I was like, great. She's been working on it. All right. I let's love, go. I love simplicity too. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, I'm probably going to do it wrong. It's like, if it changes up too much, you do these funky things. I took a class at Mark Fisher where it was very, it was like four simple exercises. It was like, uh, um, uh, what do you call these? I should know the name. Uh, presses? Um, presses from the, on mm-hmm. the floor mm-hmm. with kettlebells and then squats and then hinges, I think. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just four simple full body kind of things. And I got my uh, technique down really, really well. And I think that's where the strength came from. And, yeah, and um, absolutely. I'm thank you for, for giving yeah. me a shout out from my strength. Of course. There is this, uh, there's an amazing woman named Molly Galbraith, and she is the founder of this organization called Girls Gone Strong. They've been around for, I think, a little over 10 years. And she has this kind of, uh, I'm going to call it a quote, but this thing she shares, I'm going to say she shares this every four to six months on her social media or something. It says, just a reminder that in strength training, you're going to repeat the same 20 exercises for the rest of your life. If you're getting bored, it's time to get heavier or something like that, right? So something to that just, and to, to your point of that, like strength training isn't fancy. It's just heavy stuff, safely, full body. Um, and, and where you trained at Mark Fisher and where I, where my training roots are is probably one of the best gyms for that, like training excellent technique. So um, mm. we're all very lucky to have been in that place when it comes to that specifically and other reasons. I want to go on. Um, can, I, can I add a little thing to that? Yeah. Also, for, also for people who might be listening who are like, well, I don't have kettlebells. I travel a lot and I stay in a lot of uh, hotels and I figured out how to use bands without snapping my vag because mm-hmm. I did that once and I will never do that again. I, my vag was numb for three days. Um, so bands, really heavy bands mm-hmm. uh, can give you the same amount of strength as uh, kettlebells. And they really yeah. do um, serve you well if you don't have the money or you don't have the, you know, the wherewithal to get kettlebells. Or the space to even have it yeah. in wherever you're training out of. I have um, online one-on-one clients who train with like a set of dumbbells that fit under the couch and three bands. And we get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, yes. That yes, being said, can I say something else that's really important to me? Sure. Sometimes I get, and it's happened, uh, you know, several times throughout my life. I get to where I have, I really do have fitness fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like I am just tired. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to just change up my routine. So I actually uh, froze my membership to my gym for one month. And mm-hmm. I took an entire month off and this is actually my last day of, of the month off. And I just said to myself, I will enjoy this. I'm going to do other things in the morning. Cause I've, I'm, I'm wearing the gym clothes, you know, all the time, all the, right, nobody ever right. sees me in anything but gym clothes. No. The people <laughs> at the, you know, my kid's school think I, yeah. So I thought I'm just going to not do this for one month. Yeah. And it was really great. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm happy, and I'm taking a little break. And that's okay, too. It's okay. And you need it. Your everything. I mean, your body needs recovery. Um, your brain needs recovery. If you're getting sick of something, take a break from it. I think that 
one of one of the top few questions I get all the time from all the people that ask me questions in the world Indeed. is how often should I work out? I have to work out like I should work out. I'm like, um, how often do you think you can? And then build it from there. Right. This is my motto. I, I really believe I'm 51 now. And I really believe that a lifetime of mediocre workouts is better than working heavy four times a week and then burning out and then eating chips yeah. on the couch. Do you know right. what I mean? It's like, this is something kind that I do for myself. Uh, unless I'm doing some job where I need to get ready for it or something, I yeah. try to just be nice to myself. And I know whatever I'm doing during that class or that right. session is good for me. And it doesn't have to be amazing every time. No, it has to be. It's about building a lifestyle that's sustainable to make you feel the way you want to feel, not mm -hmm. the way you think other people want you to look or how you should. How do you want to feel? And what does that lifestyle look like? How can we create that? That's what I'm like currently super passionate about with people. And if you need help creating a very specific version of that for you, let's figure it out because your version of it is going to be different than somebody else's. Even if you can't get online with friends or this community or this live class, which I'm talking about, say 15 minutes a day, you know, get yeah. with a buddy and say, can we bet a hundred dollars to each other that we can yeah. 15 minutes a day on the honor system or whatever. It's like just something every day that yeah. just wakes up your body and says, thank you. Yeah. One more fitness ish related question. Um, when do you feel your strongest, both in training and out? When do you feel you're most powerful? You know what I really like? I really like having that round, strong butt. There's like a minute where the butt just like, it just kind of lifts <laughs> and you have that like fold, which I never have. I sort of have like a big potato mush butt. And it's like, it, it comes, it's like, it's like, maybe that's why I like squats so much. It's, it just raises and it mm -hmm. says, I, I got you. I'm back here and I'm doing my thing and I got you. Like, I'm going to support you. It's like, it's the strongest muscle, isn't it? Your butt muscle. Did I make that your up? No, you didn't make it up. I mean, your glutes are probably one of the strongest parts of your body. Yes. So it's like, yep. if you got that going on for you, it's like stability. It's like your, mm -hmm. it's like your abs and your butt. It's just, just mm -hmm. get that core. And uh, yeah. that's when I feel really good. When I know that I've, I've done some good strength training and that my butt feels like I got you. I got I you. That. Yeah. When do you feel like you're standing in your, like standing in your own power outside of the gym? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I'm able to be creative, mm. um, that gives me a lot of power. I'm working, I'm going to perform uh, at, uh, for Leah Delaria. Uh, they're honoring her for the, the gay men's health crisis is honoring mm -hmm. her at Joe's Pub next week. And I've been rewriting these lyrics to the song for her that I'm in love with her and we go to bed together and these crazy things happen. Uh, and I've been having the best time I think in years that I've had, cause I'm going to be performing and it's yeah. something that I know is, you know, 
creative and working well. And that makes me feel really powerful when I'm mm-hmm. able to do what I love. And it's been difficult to be able to do that. Yeah. Especially when you're acting, it's like, unless somebody lets you act, you know, my kids love my acting, but you know, enough is enough. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just, uh, the jobs don't last that long and you do it again. And then, then you're waiting for mm. another job. So I, yeah. I love being creative in that way. And that makes me feel really powerful. That's awesome. We're going to do, uh, before we do, th- we're going to do a quick little rapid fire moment here. But before we do that, I do want to say one other thing about you that is lovely, not <laughs> say something about you. You have this very unique ability to turn off the outside world and hold space for people. Oh, that's so beautiful. And listen. To turn off the outside world and hold, hold space, space for someone other person. You do that for me often. Oh. And and I'm not that I mean, I think I'm good at it, but like I think you're exceptionally good at it. And when you and I I mean I've had moments with you too where you were like, wait, 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 I need to go back because you really want to hear. You really want to hear the person. And that is, I think, maybe one of your superpowers. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. That's a lovely thing. I'll never forget. I'll never forget walking the Hollywood Reservoir with you the first Mm. time. Mm. You just were there for me. And it was a hard time of my life that that first couple of years in LA and you were there for me and it meant so much, especially because like our friendship was very specific, you know, mm-hmm. like it was, we had met in a very specific place and we were, our friendship was like blooming a little bit, mm-hmm. but then you really held space for me. And I was like, Oh, she's a keeper. <laughs> I, you know what I really love to do with people? I love when somebody, cause people are so wanting to tell their stories and I, I want to hear the stories, but I also love showing people that I love, that there's another way to see it. Mm-hmm. And that that story that you just told makes you feel really bad. Yeah. So yeah. let's tell, let's tell a new story. And there's not one is more valuable than the other. Just one makes you feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And it's sort of like uh, people that pick fights with other people. It's like, there's a million different ways that could have gone. That's the one you want to choose. Right. Really? A million different ways. You know, just shift your attention somehow, feel your yeah. feelings and then shift your attention. But I'm glad. Yeah. You're a great friend. Um, okay. So rapid fire, some theater stuff, some New York stuff. Potatoes. That's right. Bread. Um, squash. Six, squash. Six degrees of separation. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's it. You read it. We're done. Okay. I just want to say potatoes. I, I don't know why. Potatoes my people right. maybe. Here we go. Okay. The first professional show you saw, like as a kid, Michael Feinstein. Ah, uh, first Broadway show you were, you saw in the audience, Michael Feinstein. Okay, first Broadway show you. Uh, I did. really wanted to. Can I just say? Oh, this is yeah. rapid fire, so I can't talk. That's really. Go ahead, pause. Go. I, I came to New York City with my dad at sixteen, and I was like so excited. And Michael Feinstein was playing on Broadway, and I had his album. And I thought I was going to wait for him and Schubert Alley after the show, and we were going to get married. <laughs> I recently saw him, and I told him that, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm glad yeah. uh, you found somebody else." <laughs> um, I have never met Michael Feinstein. He's lovely, but his dear friend from Indianapolis, Indiana is a second cousin of mine. And when I met her at a family, I saw her again at a family reunion about 10 years ago, she said, I have to get you connected to Michael. I can't believe you haven't met him in New York yet. And then it's just one of those things that like never actually 
happened. But she's like, do you know Michael? He's one of my friends from Indianapolis. I was like, of course I know Michael. Okay, anyway. All right. Michael Feinstein, Michael Feinstein. Number three. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, it was a concert he was doing, but I could get I the know. tickets and I could get it early. And yeah. like, it's not like Les Mis. It's Michael yeah, Feinstein. Right. But there you have it. <laughs> Number three. First Broadway show you did. On Borrowed Time with Nathan Lane, George C. Scott, Conrad Bain, and Teresa Wright. Wow. Um, I was an understudy. I was an understudy. Favorite? Two Shakespearean actors was the first play that I was actually in. Sorry. Oh, okay. Victor Garber, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Victor. Happy birthday, Victor Garber. Um, Favorite musical, whether you're in it or not, just your favorite musical. My favorite musical of all time is Sweeney Todd. Favorite play? My favorite play of all time. There's so many wonderful plays. Uh, this is not just because I was in it, so it sounds a little tacky, but but I think that like Noises Off is such an exquisitely written, meticulously mm-hmm. crafted comedic play. Uh, the same guy, Michael Frayn, also wrote Copenhagen, which is all about like astrophysics or something. Yeah. He's very smart, but I always think that that comedy is math, and uh, he really got it right with that play, and I wish that another brilliant, funny play would come along that would make me laugh like that play does. Um, What is your dream role? It's hard to say. I I would love to do Mrs. Lovett with, uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, my dear friend, Norbert Leo Butts. I think that would be really fun. I think it should be super sexy. I think it should be super sexy. Uh, I would love to do that. Great. Love it. Okay. Favorite restaurant in New York city. My kitchen. I'm sorry. Okay. I love that. No, I'm I love a big that. restaurant person. I, know. I, I love Pret-a-Manager. Is that just so sad? I, I Wait, what I about the place? Day. What about the place we went to? Our new favorite place. Oh, oh, the top floor of Nordstrom. Yes. The cafe. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> Those tacos. Uh, your favorite neighborhood in New York City. I have so many. I go by neighborhoods. Oh, this is rapid fire, isn't it? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> It's okay. We only got two left. It's okay. Every question has been like a whole monologue. I'm so sorry, Katie. Uh, my, uh, all of them there. All of them. Great. No. Fire. All of them. Fair. Okay. What is a special skill you have besides sewing that people may be surprised to learn about you? I can make gold jewelry. I'm a, learned how to goldsmith. Do you, do you know that about me? No. I made our wedding rings. Uh, look, when I'm not working, I'm like the most curious person ever. I might like learn how to drive a truck next year. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like a garbage truck. I'm, I'm, I just like want to know about everything. I just want to know. And I want to know how to do it. You know, I yeah. want to know, learn how to do it. And I like to take advantage of my neighborhood. I'm Hell's Kitchen. So there's so yeah. many different sort of, uh, there's the garment district. There's the leather district. There's the, you know, all, lots of different so I like to learn from the people that do it professionally. Yes. And um, I also can name all of the countries of the world. Oh. In less than 12 minutes. <laughs> Thank okay. you, quarantine. Thank yeah. you, quarantine. And last but not least, on the least rapid fire questions ever, um, what is something currently today that you are, for which you are extremely grateful? Oh, I think my relationship with my family and my, my children and my husband, and this is so corny and I might ask you to take it out, but my relationship with myself. Oh, that's not corny. Because I think like, if you're not going to be your own best friend, then what's the fucking point? Right. 
are we are we cursing on this show? We fucking are. We it's like if you can't really trust yourself and be kind to yourself and take yourself out on a date and hook yourself up. I don't know what the point of this whole thing yeah. is. I know. Because if you can't um, bring your best self to your relationships, then why why are you not bringing your best self? Why why are you showing up with the half of you? Come, yeah. come to me with all of you. I love um, that. And I try to do that for myself. That sounds corny, yeah. and I might beg you to take that out, but that's that's really the truth. We're not taking it out. Thank you. Well, <laughs> well that's on you. Yeah, Katie. Um, Katie, what's your middle name? Kathleen. Katie, oh goodness, Dinner happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, right? Irish um, much? Yeah, Katie, I can't thank you enough for taking time to be with uh, be with me today. Um, I just love you so much. And this episode means a lot to me because we've talked about so much of this on our walks and on our Zoom hangouts over the last two years. And um, I'm so happy to be back in town so I can see people like you more often. Thank you so much. Just Everybody just be nice to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Wilberding, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, my dear team. Thank you for listening to this episode. Check out some others that are up on the Broadway Podcast Network. And thank you for being here. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Thank you for following, subscribing, liking, reviewing, all the things to help get these wonderful conversations in more ears. Have a great day and be well. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.